Hey, it's Paul Purnell here from the RPG Empire. So I have a couple of quick announcements, really quick, hopefully. Uh, first of all, we absolutely adore you. We think you are amazing, and we really are so thankful that you listen to our podcast and that you're a part of our community. And that said, we want to invite you to our uh, Discord server where you can communicate with us, you can ask questions about the stories, you can submit your own fan art, and we can all go like, oh my god, I can't believe they made it look so cool, or whatever we say. And then also, uh, you can, you know, ask questions about running games and how that all works. So definitely hop on over there and join the community more uh, actively. We would love to have you. Um, also, the best thing you can do to support the RPG Empire, besides sending us fat stacks of cash, which we'll always accept, you know, envelopes, you can just address it right to me, um, <laughs> is uh, if you tell a friend. So 100% the best way for a podcast to grow is for people to hear about it from people they trust like you. So I know you have at least one friend. And tomorrow, I want you to go and tell them about this podcast that you're listening to right now that you love so that we can continue to grow and uh, and just really grow as a community. So that's your mission. Uh, and the final last thing to, to just request and say is if you want to support the RPG Empire with actual dollars, the best way you can do that right now is to buy our book, The Dust World RPG PBTA Quick Start Guide. It's five bucks. It's in our uh, shop on therpgempire.com. It's a super light read. It's 30 pages of fantastic layout, great art, and it teaches you everything you need to know to play a Powered by the Apocalypse game if you've never done that. Uh, maybe not everything you know. It It's brief. It's a quick start guide. But uh, it also comes with the playbooks and all the reference sheets. So we would love for you to do that and then hop in the Discord and tell us what, what you like about it, what you don't like about it. We're going to continue to uh, work on that until it's completely done. It should be around 300 pages, include a bunch of awesome manga art because we're really inspired by manga and anime. And uh, that's about it. So uh, those three things, again, were join the Discord to tell a friend, or buy the Dust World book, or do all three. We really appreciate that you listen to the podcast and that you're part of our community, and we can't wait to talk to you more in the Discord. So with all of that said, I'm going to let you get back to the show. Have a good day. Previously on Strangers in the Pines. Are you ready, Danny? Let's do this. Yes. Okay. The other ones did it too, so I suppose I can do it. I don't need a superpower to do to do this. Okay. You all walk through and you are greeted each individually by a massive cave. As you all look, the light is now these two massive creatures. Chad will stride forward to the entrance of the clearing and yell out, I am Chad Woodmore the Seventh, Shadowbender. I am here. This woman sort of appears in... And it's weird. She's about eight feet tall, and she has this bright red hair that kind of flows down her, her back in ringlets. As she, like, puts a hand out, and these two creatures stop, and she turns around and goes, Woodmore, did your father send you? I wasn't expecting such an arrival. Um... Not not directly, no. I uh, sort of found my, w my way here 
all by myself, lady. It is lovely to make your acquaintance. And I reach out my hand in a sort of half bow kind of thing. I've never met a void born that had such good manners. My name is Avalon, and I'm glad you came to visit. Can uh, can I have Danny just kind of reading the, the minds of all the little creatures and things around? Sure. Uh, you're getting mixed things. You're getting... Some of them are very scared and nervous. Some of them are, are just so excited and, and, and happy. Um, some of them are, are very... Are, are, are kind of mischievous, but in in the end, you get the the sense that every every creature in this cave, in some way, despite what they're feeling, they're going home. It, they're finally going home. Oh, where's Pookums? And then you watch as this like goblin's like, and then watches as you turn from this squirrel and yeah, it like sticks me in its mouth, and I just become a twenty five foot tall titan. Don't eat me, bro. This might be bad. As you see, probably about like 30 centaurs, half with bows, half with long spears, and these massive, like 10 to 20 foot tall, like gray skinned, hunched humanoids lifting up these massive iron clubs. Looking very, a mixture of scared and very ready to attack. Well, shit. I'm Isaac, the Deep of Strangers in the Pines, an actual play roleplay podcast using Monster of the Week rules, inspired by things like Gravity Falls, Stranger Things, and Twin Peaks. Let's begin. Hey, there's a town called Pine Forge. You heard of it? Yeah, it's nestled in the heart of the Blackwood National Park in Northeast Oregon. <laughs> the town seems small and quaint at first. But if you know what to look for, and you look hard enough, you realize something strange is brewing under the surface and in the pines that surround the town. This story follows four unusual high school students that we marked as they try to unravel the mysteries of the strangers in the pines. Hey, don't try to eat me! Back off! And I put my hands up to like... You know, kind of like, don't come near me. Uh, Avalon looks at looks at Dottie and just goes, um... Oh, well, you know, that's that's Pookums for you. You know, that's, that's just how he goes. And can you get him to not do that? Uh, you know, he kind of just uh, goes his own way. Like, you know, I, I'm kind of... Oh, gosh, what's that word from class? Laissez-faire... Uh, about it all. That's a fair. Uh, yes, that one. Huh. I guess you don't say the Z. I turn back towards Avalon in the group and I just kind of shrug and wave at them and smile. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, stand down. It, it, it's okay, people. Uh, Avalon seems very nervous with this massive transformation of Pookums the squirrel to Pookums the titan. Um, I jump into the air and then turn into the raven. And then I'll fly over to Dottie. Hello, I'm very sorry about that. 
I got hungry. Nevermore. She 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 kind of like actually <laughs> reaches out towards uh towards you, Lucas. Kind of both very very curious, but also that sort of nervous, almost fear behind it. Like reaching out, like she wants to pet me. Not necessarily pet you, but just kind of like touch you. Just I put my wing out, like like I'm doing the ET thing. <laughs> As she touches uh, your wing, uh, pain actually rips through your body. As she steps back and grabs her finger, as uh, this sort of like acrid smoke uh, kind of forms where you guys touched. Ah, oh, damn! Do I take any harm? Uh, you take one harm. Ignore armor. Uh, I fall off of uh, Dottie and really play it up. Like it, it hurts so bad. Oh! 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 How could she hurt me so badly? Oh! Ow! Oh. The tip of her finger is also smoking, and she's she's grabbing it and kind of stepping away, and she's like looking at me like, "What is it?" Uh, I turn back into the squirrel. I don't think this is Pookums at all. Uh, I guess um, he must be y- you. And I point at Lucas. You identify yourself. Who are you? That's Lucas. Uh, Dottie, is your memory going bad? I don't understand. Lucas, why are you pretending to be animals? I just give uh, Danny the most <laughs> exasperated look possible. Like, my eyes roll up and to the left, right, center, all over. As Danny says that, uh, Avalon reaches her hand out in this field of, like, bright golden light forms this bubble. Um, this kind of like semicircle around Lucas. Oh, I definitely don't try to stay underneath there. I'm, I'm trying to get out of there. Uh, roll me an act under pressure check. Does it seem dangerous? Like, like if if I'm looking at this or anyone is looking at this, would their initial reaction be that's dangerous? It's almost like trying. It's literally like trying to like catch a squirrel in a in a in a, a net. <laughs> I got a 13. Yeah, you dodge out of the way. And as she, she kind of like starts to freak out now, um, as she goes, arts, and and um, you see large, like those large creatures start lumbering forward and more of the centaurs uh, start to move. And she goes, I don't know what you, what you thought that was, but it's not an animal. I... Hey, listen, could we talk for just a moment? I no. I, I, need, be, I need your help right now to get this thing. I don't think you understand how critical I, this is. That is okay. Avalon, Avalon, was it? It's it's. I we might be playing. You know, you guys seem like the type who have little jokes of your own. She's not. She's not listening to you right now. I need you, uh, Lucas. I need you to roll me another act under pressure check as she's like starting to summon more and more of these bubbles. So I definitely go behind everyone. Are you using Soothe, Dottie? I'm about to. I haven't yet, but I'm getting there. You maybe need to be doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Or I could Uh, just leave you to your own devices. Well, I definitely go on top of Dottie. Danny's starting to freak out, by the way. So what's Chad doing in all this? 
Chad had very little tolerance for all the shenanigans, so he went across the room, kind of skirting around the outskirts, examining or you know, you know, paying attention to all of the creatures. But he's really working his way over toward that big tree root machine thing that uh, is on the other side of the cave. I'm not sure if I quite stressed how large this machine is, but it is bigger than than any skyscraper that you have seen. But does it come all the way down to the ground, or is it... Yeah. Yeah, it is huge. Um, okay, uh, but also, Chad, you were trying to, to get away from Avalon? I'm trying to get away from the entire group there. <laughs> Roll me a under pressure check to try and sneak away in the middle of this chaos. <laughs> Ten. Total success. Okay, yeah, you're you're meandering away, and as... Uh, uh, Avalon's there. Uh, Dottie, you actually watch as Lucas um, gets on your head, and uh, you watch as this kind of orb of golden light wraps around your head and him. Strange. Uh, you actually kind of like where it connects with your skin. It feels like almost like uh, uh, like sunshine, like the like sunshine heat, but almost uh, but very. It's actually it feels rather pleasant. It's not anything anything bad or harmful. It's not like searing or anything. Um, as you see, she kind of like hold. She's holding her hand out and kind of like has her other injured hand away. Um. Okay, I think now is the time for me to news soothe. I think we should all stop all of our shenanigans right now. And I'm using soothe, but I am very annoyed. Okay, yeah, that, that actually works. You see uh, Avalon kind of uh, calm down, uh, her brow unfurls, and uh, her, 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 her face gets a little more serene. Um, her, the guards that were actually now closing right up behind you guys um, kind of lower their weapons a little bit and kind of relax. Uh, Danny, you were starting to freak out. You're now much calmer. Uh, Lucas, you were very scurrying, going, what's on? You have now kind of calmed down as, as the bubble sort of uh, fades away around you. And I'm going to reach up, grab Lucas, pull him off of me, and kind of hold him out a little bit and say, ladies and gentlemen, this is my friend, Lucas. He's been having a little bit of a laugh. Oh, well, Lucas, uh, it's a little strange. It's very conflicting of she, whatever that, her interaction with Lucas has been very, very, very strained and, and nervous, um, but she's under the influence of this soothe. So she goes, oh, a little trick. Well, I thought a good uh, fantasy fairy realm would appreciate a little bit of a laugh. Now, Lucas, change back into a human. I turn into Sheriff Stone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so done with you. I talk to you. <laughs> Make me a act under pressure roll with a negative one because of Dottie's soothe, and Dottie, make me a weird roll. I got a nine. You managed to kind of like pull your mind enough to be like, yeah, I. She said, human. Sheriff Stone's a human. I can turn into him, and and you do that. You turn into Sheriff Stone. Hello there. I'm Lucas. All right. Can I talk to you? Uh, isn't this fun? Isn't this just a laugh? Uh, can I talk to you about druids? 
I'm very interested in druids and very uninterested in continuing whatever is going on right now. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Druids, would you all like some tea? Let's not talk about druids, but I'll accept it. I like tea. I've already had a tea today. I'll, I'll take it. Or did I have a coffee? I, I had a panini. I'll, I'll take a tea. I'll take a tea. She sits down and sort of flicks, kind of like snaps her fingers, and you see this kind of small floating ball of fire summoned, and this kettle's kind of resting over top of it. As she kind of sits down on this this lounge, uh, this like lounge seat, and motions for you all to sit. And there's like a number of like couches and, and stuff like that. What kind of what kind of tea would that even be? It's a jasmine tea. Um, and as you all are kind of sitting there, Chad. Uh, you've slowly made your way over towards this machine and you get there and you're kind of standing at the base of it and you now realize kind of the scope of this this how huge this machine is one of the smaller what would be roots is as tall as you um does it, this looks man-made though right you only reason you would think it would look man-made is because it's made of metal but this is this is really unlike anything you have ever seen so so what i'm thinking at this point is this this convergence thing is rapidly approaching we know that there are premonitions that the the city the town is going to be destroyed and we've had these weird resonance flashes uh, Chad also knows that his father's involved, and his father would not um, give away such a valuable asset easily. So what I'm looking for is something that suggests that my father is acting in good faith, or that he's planning on betraying these people, and or what about this is going to lead to this devastating effect. Mm. So basically, I'm kind of doing a little investigation, I imagine. Okay, yeah. Uh, you can roll either investigate a mystery, investigate and location. Not good, not good. So on a miss, uh, ask the keeper a general question. Um, and the general question is, what is my father up to here? And uh, you can answer that truthfully or untruthfully, but it's just something I assume that I know from there. And then something bad happens. You don't trust your father a lick. You know that he wouldn't let an asset like this go away. You don't know what this thing is, but he, you think it's either going to try and capture them or kill them. And I suspect it's going to try to capture them. Um, or Chad's assumption, my assumption is that he would try to capture them rather than kill them. Why waste an asset? So... Um, I think what would be kind of cool here is, since something bad is going to happen, as Chad is looking around and considering this, he looks back and sees Sheriff Stone all the way over on the other side of the cave. And, you know, his his dark temptation for um, revenge rears its ugly head. Oh, crap. <laughs> awesome. I mean, awesome. it's a suggestion. You're the keeper. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Go. Uh, all right. 
All right, so Chad doesn't have his rifle with him, uh, and it's really far away. So I think what Chad, it, it just, his rage boils over when he sees his nemesis standing over there with a thing, and he will teleport uh, or shadow hop towards him and just rile up all of his his shadow hatred boiling out and that like just uh it condenses i'm basically going to use what i call shadow weaving which is my use magic uh and i'm trying to go for the uh effect of inflict one har harm ignore armor magic obvious so my fists become in, in, encased in this boiling shadows as i teleport through the air and fly in a, a flying punch towards sheriff stone a nine mixed success so Ooh, that uh, means uh, i give you harm too right Yep. So, so you you bamf over there, and you go, and as you you punch Lucas, I'm just going to say it does uh, one a, a straight punch does one damage, uh, punches you, and then uh, as you you go to like try and express this darkness, but it feels like it gets stuck, like you must have a sneeze in your throat, and then you feel pain start radiating from your hands as the magic slowly fades, and you see that wow. the skin has been ripped off your hand. Uh, uh, except for I have bad luck charm. When you use magic and miss, the backlash never affects you directly. If there's someone else around to hit, it'll go for allies, other other hunters, and innocent bystanders. Sometimes, every so often, it might even hit the enemy. Uh, also, I have two armor, and so when he punched his hand, like it doesn't necessarily it didn't do harm, all. but it, it doesn't move me. I just get hit. And like I kind of like look down at him, and, and Chad screaming "Stone!" and he's like just pounding, pounding on you, and it, it's it's not hurting you at all. <laughs> yeah, you're just like punching me a bunch of times, like Chad, Chad, it's me, Lucas, Chad. Hello, players. It's Paul Purnell, the creative director of the RPG Empire. I hope you've been enjoying Strangers in the Pines. I wanted to let you know that we're currently creating a new Powered by the Apocalypse game called Dust World. It's in the same setting as our podcast, if you're familiar with that. The new rules and the flavor really help the game flow and enable it to create those epic dramatic scenes like you might find in anime. If you're interested in checking that out, check out the link in the description. Also. You can always join our email list for when we are going to kickstart that or other news about what the RPG Empire is up to, and that is also in the description. So a lot of good stuff going on in the description. Don't forget you can find us on social media at the RPG Empire. We're everywhere. Now back to the show. Just to keep an honest theme honest, uh, Donnie's going to be one, Danny's going to be two, Luke's going to be three, um... Avalon's going to be four. Um, one of the one of the monsters, one of the trolls is going to be five, and one of the centaurs is going to be six. That's Danny. As you actually you punch <laughs> Lucas, and then all of a sudden you see this kind of this dark shadow uh, on your arm start to pulse, and Danny, you take a uh, one damage. Ignore armor as uh, you watch as some of Danny's. Um, some of Danny's like 
clothes and skin start to rip off him and fly and suck into this darkness. Danny's reaction is definitely like total confusion, but also immediate jinx. Uh, I got an eight. Um, um so I'm gonna say, uh, as you were, as your skin sort of flies towards him. It suddenly shifts from from you know your very obviously your skin to literal molten magma as some of the flex don't get sucked in and land on on Chad's skin and, and start <laughs> to Chad. hiss and burn. Um, and I would say Chad, that's enough to kind of snap you out of your your murderous revenge. Yep. Okay. How how much harm did I take? Unignore armor. So, uh, chat, chat, I'm like, what, what? Do, do I actually recognize that this is not Sheriff Stone, or do I still think it's Sheriff Stone, but I'm no longer in a murder for age? Uh, that's, for Sheriff, age. that's Sheriff Stone. Chad, it's me. Stop punching me in the face. What? <laughs> like, I'll, I'll do, like, the one-hand push-up off of his chest and, yeah. like, uh, bat, bat, you know, jump backwards away from him. And looking around, uh, is Danny still sort of smoldering where where the lava thing was going on? Oh, you're smoldering where the lava. I'm thing smoldering. Was going. Damn kids! And I, I realizing what's going on, Chad will like take a step back and getting into his bag and pull out his bandages and start bandaging his arm up. Uh, Avalon kind of looks at you and goes, "I don't know what you're doing doing here, but you're obviously not from from Mister Moore." I I um I don't know who you think this Pookums is. These these kids are not part of Woodmore Industries. That is true. Um, they they despite despite appearances, they are rather competent. Isn't a child. I don't know who you thought that was, but that's not. And she's pointing directly at Lucas. All of you here in this cave have the ability to appear as something you're not. Am I mistaken or am I correct? I'm actually trying to manipulate her by by convincing her that we're we're the same as them. You know, um, uh, you know, you guys can all change shape. Some of us can do that too. We're just in disguise to protect our our own identity and our own. Um, Changing shape isn't the issue. Chadwick Woodmore. The issue is that thing is plague incarnate. Well, and do you know what it is? Uh, Chad, Chad takes takes like a step and a half sideways away from Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think at this point Lucas drops the form and he's like, "Hey, lady, listen, I'm I'm not." plague incarnate or whatever at least not yet i don't think so i'm just a boy who happens to be a meat man endurance of your of your design is no justification now hold on here Avalon, was it dear um please don't insult my friend even if he's being a huge punk ass as it were and i do not use the dirty words often but I feel them uh, necessary at this time. Um, listen, it's fine. Um, Lucas, could you just promise not to infect anything? 
I guess so. Oh, it looks like it's quarantined. All right. Um, could we uh, talk about these druids now? I'd love it. I I, I would love to talk. As she looks at Lucas, um, she actually uh, snaps her fingers again. And now that she has a better idea of what you are, um, a very actually quite large sort of field forms around you. And as she looks at you and she goes, such half measures of word are not enough with this one as with the other one. Okay, I'm going I'm going to use Suv again if I can reapply it. It's like I think you need to calm down. We actually came here in search of trouble. I would hate it if you turned out to be that trouble. Surely you wouldn't want to be trouble. Then relax. Let down your guard now. Please. Thank you. Lady, I don't like being in a bottle. Lucas, I'm not a genie. Lucas, just relax. Release my friend now, or there are going to be problems because I'm going to talk to the old woman in the forest about my friends being treated so terribly. Are you soothing everybody or just her? Um, her, mainly. Uh, Once again, she kind of gets that foggy look in her eyes, and she goes, You're, you're right. Thank you. An emissary of an emissary of the matron is not anyone to be feared, and the the light sort of fades again. Okay, and I'm going to walk over to Lucas. It's like, knock it off. Now, just be normal. Don't be California. Be Minnesota or whatever, or Kansas. Be boring. Just be boring, Daddy. There goes Listen. that audience base. <laughs> I went to KU. I get to say it. <laughs> Dottie, listen. What? I am actually for real. I'm afraid. I'm not. I wasn't being a squirrel because I thought it was a funny joke. Like these things are freaky. And I just, I don't even know. What the hell is going on here? I'm in another freaking dimension talking to the women in white linen. I don't even know. Okay. Oh, are you actually so, freaked out for once? Are you actually freaked out for your once in your life? Yes. Welcome to where I've been for the past three weeks. Uh, Avalon kind of kneels next to Danny. Um, Chad, uh, but she still does that. She reaches out and then reaches over to Chad and, and rests a hand on, on, on your hands. And it's... Uh, it's very quickly heals over. Um, As she goes near Danny, though, uh, definitely Lucas will kind of try and put himself in between her and Danny. Like, whoa, whoa. And I'm trying to like, keep him in place. Like, I'm like, grabbing him by the shoulders. Like, no. okay, I will say this, Lucas. Uh, 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 Lucas and Dottie, roll me contested, kicks him out. I will say this. She's <laughs> moving quickly and quickly. You're in. You're okay, just not fast enough. Dottie. Yeah, that's fine. Not that's fine. You 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 have too much stuff going on right now. Okay, As she reaches out enough. very obviously. The the it heals over without without any scar, and then does the same thing to, um, to, Chad. Except as she she kind of does it, um, her her the light that's kind of emanating from her hand actually is is actually sort of repelled by this darkness, um, 
as the dark as the darkness actually kind of wraps around uh, Chad's hand and pulls away, and where the injuries were, where the burn marks were, is now gray flesh. Well, that's convenient, Lady Avalon. Um, I'm happy to leave if you don't want me here, but I strongly urge you to consider that my father would not lightly allow you all to just leave and go home. I suspect he's trying to capture and enslave your population here. If you don't want my help, that's fine. Just keep your eyes open. And I would actually second that. I would agree with Shad that the Woodmores are probably um, not really to be trusted. I, I am glad for your concern, but it's been, I have worked with many, and we have to get home. And I will, I am glad for your advisement, but could oh, be captured or dead that, is, is no worse, is no worse a fate than what we have now. Could we look over your engine to make sure it will work as, um, professional druids, which I still need to find out what they are. would love to know one day. This is no druid craft. What what exactly is it? It is I your father and the ones that came before called it a rail connect. It allows for a bridge to be formed between two different areas. But there are certain factors that are required. Uh, a day or so ago, there was a weird sensation like the world splitting apart into separate pieces or, or shifting uh, of perceptions. And it was, was that, that caused by something you guys did here with this machine? This rail connect? It's most likely was the testing it can cause dimensional shifting. Will that repeat when you go home? No, it will, but it should be contained to the area within within and nearby the mountain. You say it should be, but how familiar are you with the machinery in place? Or are you just trusting the Woodmores to magically make this happen? Well, we didn't originally... It wasn't always the Woodmores that designed it. We found someone... Uh, uh, a, a human that, for some reason, knew of these things, and he he helped with the initial design. What was his name, if you don't mind me asking? No, uh, we cannot remember. Uh, he was testing something, and he was nervous is the last thing I remember. And 
after that, it, it comes fuzzy. Hey, Plague Boy, show her the uh, the note device thing. Oh, yeah, sure. I pull out the device. I'm not sure what this is. Um, I'm not particularly gifted in, in your sciences. This is what let us come in here. There's some sort of vibration, and there's a bunch of, like, silver kind of crisscrossing this face, and then all of a sudden it rippled like a pool or something. I'm not any sort of... Um, Expert, but I know that this material um, is a result of what we call connections, and that's how the rail connect work. It works is things different places are overlaid, and it can be through some force, whether that be. Uh, chronological displacement or vibrations can shift. And so what might be free in one area might be a desert or, or a shrub in another. It really, it depends. But with this sort of area, a connect, it is a waystone. No matter where you are, this will always be this. It's a tether or some sort? That is a beautiful way of explaining it. Okay. Um, Alright, here's the thing, though. I mean... Damn. Um, I just think that you playing around with not enough knowledge about space and time, and I'm still not sure that I'm not dreaming, but... Um, generally, when you play around with space and time, um, that can end up being bad. Like, when you play around with atoms, which are not uh, units of time, they're just units of matter. We use them all the time, but when you split them, uh, they, they suddenly vaporize entire towns. Um, I don't really want to see what happens when we split time, or whatever makes up dimensions. That sounds like a good way to eliminate much more than a town, possibly an entire solar system or universe. It's all right. We aren't the only travelers that have come and gone. I mean, even some of your compatriots have at least traits and connections with places that aren't here. Tell you what... Why don't I consult with this matron um, and get her full uh, thoughts somehow and let me get back to you. But before you do anything rash, like, um, we will be going. We'll see about that. Well, that's it for this episode of Strangers in the Pines. Don't forget to check us out on social media at the RPG Empire. Have an awesome day and play on.